0: it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole.
1: It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's plate for your ticket
0: stuff from any Astros game.
1: Casa Ole.
0: It's Lima time. Time. It's been a week and a half since I've spoken with you. Patrick talked down to you, accosted, <laughs> accosted you. Uh, everyone. Not everyone. Everyone got what was coming to them.
1: That's what they get. But we tra- people tried to get cute though. Yeah, they did. And that's when you get. That's when you get eaten by the shark.
0: Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's- I'm not worried about it.
1: No, it feels like a, it feels like a long time though.
0: It's been, it's been a week and a half, and there's been a lot that's happened in a week and a half, like, like a lot of Astros winning.
1: Yeah, we're a good baseball team again. I don't know if you, you heard that.
0: I, I, you know, I've been, I've been sort of busy, but I've, I've, I've had the game on my phone, like the audio. I've at least had it on in the background while I slaved away at my normal job. It's, it's, it seems like it's been fun. It'd be nice if I could sort of slow down and, and kind of enjoy it with everybody, but but I can't, and that's that's sort of how things are right now and whatever but but
1: yeah. you know it's not even an enjoying thing, it's the fact that it's we're doing what exactly what you talked about that we're just beating who we're supposed to getting ready for the the big week. so it's not like it's this exciting playoff baseball run, yeah, we're we're in it, and it's it's fun. Don't get me wrong, today's win was great. But it's still the Oakland Athletics. Like I would, I would expect a sweep of the Oakland. Actually, not in the. Now that I say that, they're they're kind of like a thorn on our side. They like to spoil. They like to spoil a lot of things. I didn't see any Coco Crisp, so I'm, I'm good.
0: Who's about? Oh, hey, Coco Crisp is about to get traded to the Indians. So we'll, exactly. Yeah.
1: So he'll haunt us. We'll s- see him. in a couple
0: days. We'll see him in a few days, and he can he can do his devil magic.
1: And so, so we get Carlos Gomez and Coco Crisp. Great.
0: Okay. Before we talk, before we get into the devil that is Carlos Gomez, uh, we need to introduce our sponsors. Do you want to talk about Bravado Spice? We have a couple other sponsors that have climbed on board the Lima Time Time Train.
1: Idiots. Let's, let's yeah. Um, yeah, Just very bad business. I, I, can't, I can't stress <laughs> that enough how dumb that is. Uh, Bravado Spice remains the best hot sauce in Texas. Yep. Pretty sure they won some awards. I, I'll have to get a list of them. But they're really good. Yeah. Like this, this isn't – like we don't – we're not just pawning this off as this fun little thing. Like it is legit good. We actually use it in our food. James just talked about his delicious eggs that yeah. he's sometimes poured too much in, and that's on him. Yep, that's completely on him.
0: But I wear it proudly. um
1: Yeah, and see, but you still you wear it as like a a badge of pride. Yeah. And they're great. All I have to do is say, "Hey, man, I'm I need some hot sauce," and a box arrives two days later. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of shit we do here. Yeah. Keep it real. Unnecessary curse word there, but it doesn't matter. That's just and I had to say it in a thuggish manner so yeah. you could understand just how awesome of a sponsor that Bravado Spice is, and that's not even a testament to the hot sauce. So go to their website, follow them on all their social media accounts, bravadospice.com, if that's even correct. I, I've, I still don't know their website. <laughs> Google it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up just so I can actually do a proper ad for them because I. I love all those guys. They're the best. Like they're seriously – they're all guys you want to hang out with. Yeah. So picture a group of your friends that are hilarious but they make the best hot sauce and you just want to hang out with them all the time. That's Bravado Spice Company. And then they rep your city as well. Yeah. So it's bravadospice.com. I did have it right. So okay. go there. Um, It's at bravadospice.com. Co on Twitter, Twitter, or is it at Bravado Spice?
0: I think it's just at Bravado Spice.
1: I don't know anything, but yes, <laughs> like I actually love them, and they love us, and it's a we're a big family. James, what is your uh, your your new uh, sponsor that you brought on because you're you're hustling so hard out there in the I'm, game?
0: I'm as real as the streets, and I am bringing in a uh, a, a band that that I actually appreciate like it's not this isn't just like a an empty it's like bravado spice it's not an empty endorsement not after any dollars here but the uh the band is called the nobility um if you listen to the all songs considered podcast on NPR then uh then you have heard one of their songs they are a fantastic band it's very it's very power- I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to describe and I hate those like music reviews that are like if you like the beatles then cuz like who doesn't at least appreciate the Beatles is there's there's people well screw them they yeah they're bad people but they're there there are people they don't know anything but they, um the the nobility a band out of Nashville Tennessee um that uh and full disclosure their their keyboardist is is a very good friend of mine uh but they did they did stump up to uh to throw some sponsor some sponsored dollars our way uh but before they did that like I've I've listened to all of their albums uh, multiple times um without without any benefit of of really anything other than their music makes me happy and I really enjoy it. So their new album is called Ashford Castle. Uh they are, are great
1: names the nobility Ashford Castle. I love it. We should uh sometime do a uh maybe the outro use use their music.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh yeah, we we'll, we can certainly do that. That'd be a good idea. Um but but it's uh, I I Nobody likes my musical opinions because I think "Ace in the Hole" is the best George Strait song, top to bottom. You got uh, to have an ace in the hole; just, just fantastic. But uh, I, I really do think if if you give the Nobility a shot, you will enjoy uh, their songs. They have a, a song called "The Mezzanine" that is that is one of my go to songs. It's about I'm,
1: my seats at Minute Maid Park,
0: exactly. And everybody everybody can get on board with that. So so check out the Nobility um they they're all over social media facebook twitter just search the nobility the new album is called ashford castle uh i really think you'll enjoy it and um and if you don't then you can go to straight hell so
1: hell right to directly to
0: hell yep you you also brought brought you, you've been hustling uh on your own so do you want to talk about your sponsor
1: Nope, because it's not really a sponsor. Um, it is a question that will seamlessly fit into our, our show, so we'll we'll get to, to that later. All right, to shameless plug hour. Okay, cool. So you because you know I'm very busy at SoCal Comedy Festival right now, yeah, so it's, I, do it's I don't have time for that stuff. Like this is a I'm making time for you right now. Yeah, I'm about no. to headline a set here in a little bit, so I gotta, we got gotta get moving. Yeah,
0: no, no, and I appreciate you taking time from um, yeah from you. Doing, doing the comedy, doing the yeah. comedy thing, and it's rough out here. Yeah, yeah. you know, you've gotta, you gotta gotta keep it real. And I appreciate I appreciate you slumming it with. It's, with it's eight in the
1: morning in LA. <laughs> it's very early, so I got up to do this. So let's just. Uh, Let's 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 get to some. We're we have a good baseball team. Let's get to some good stuff, and also all of the anxiety and pain that we still kind of feel.
0: Is this the Astros? And this this goes right into my my first question, and it's hard hitting. It's journalism. Ugh. Do is, is this is this cause for hope, or is this another instance of the Astros like trying to put put a bandaid on our broken hearts that they cannot wait to rip off? here I, it,
1: and, like here is. <laughs> it's it's absolutely both i think it's hope in the sense that they're showing us the future what a team with depth looks like when they play well
0: <laughs> that's good and
1: and that they're not too far off that with the way the pitching has been without any kind of dominant pitching yeah. that this team can play with the best of them i mean uh James was it you that tweeted somebody tweeted it probably was you but it might not be I don't know cuz it all runs together yep. uh the records of the rangers the astros the indians and the cubs
0: no that was not me
1: I don't know who it was so somebody was great and we're all within a game of each other, within a game of each other since may 1st yeah we're like 65 and 41 or I don't know it's right around 64 and Something. We're all right around there. So it shows that the Astros are right there. And knowing how not good that they've been for a large part of the season, it just kind of gives you hope that we're not as far off as it felt a lot during the season. But I still don't feel like we're good enough now. And and I'm sorry to say that.
0: I think it it, – You and I are not prophets. I want to, I want to make that very clear.
1: Well, but, I am a prophet, but just not of the baseball The baseball <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> but I remember very distinctly in every episode in April thinking, really hope this doesn't screw them over for the rest of the season because that's what it feels like, and that's basically what has happened. Right. That, that and, and I remember us having a very lengthy conversation about them – Digging a hole so deep that it was going to take some sort of monumental effort to get out of it, and that's basically that's been the story of the rest of the season right so you know the, the, we've been looking to the series that will start what Friday they're yeah. off tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. is like the the third there are three off days left in the regular season,
1: which is which crazy. is which bodes well for the team to be honest. That's good to have them stacked up with however many games left there are. That to have three in that stretch is is good.
0: There's like twenty-nine games left in the season.
1: And like twenty-seven of them are against Texas and Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Well they're all against That's hyperbole, obviously, but that's that's what it feels like.
0: They're all against pretty good teams. I mean, this is the 12-game stretch that we've sort of been looking towards since the All-Star break, and then the Astros. Sort of came out of the All Star break ready to just—I mean, right—rip your balls off with with rage and anger and the inability to get a hit or score a run. So, but,
1: but to be like okay, to just flip the the script totally, to be to go optimistic for a second, they have played themselves into the position to be in the race to take advantage of these big series against these good teams. So I have to give them credit and for that that they took care of business maybe not in the way we would in you know a uh a trajectory that's just ever rising. It it was it's been very roller coastery. Yeah, but they're there. And they're two games out of the wild second wild card spot and they're I mean they're right there and they're playing these good teams, so this is the test. And if you want to win in the playoffs and you want to go to the playoffs, you have to beat these teams. So if they don't win, then we know who they are, and if they do, then maybe I'm wrong about them, and they're resilient, and Colby coming back and all these Gaddis hitting like 700 for the last month. It's like, <laughs> three, it's like 350 or 340 or something 333. I don't know. I like, I like how I just make up numbers. I know like a, about where it is but i don't know the exact stat but so it, i i think that's always been the key to this team is having those guys step up and maybe do something sometimes so now that they are this is peak astros
0: so allow me to be like devil's advocate here of course um what has happened over the course of the past 14 months of, of regular season baseball that would lead you to believe that a stretch against the Rangers, Cubs, Indians, Rangers is going to turn out in any way, shape, or form positive for the Astros. Like, what? what's different? Why are you looking forward to this as opposed to, like, cowering in a corner, sucking your thumb, covered in a black... <laughs> <laughs> blanket covered in like yellow stars like your Harry Potter like ooh. right right
1: right well okay looking forward to is a uh, not a term i would necessarily use um not, they've done nothing but that doesn't mean that they can't and and that's just that could be the the hopeless romantic <laughs> optimist in me um no they've done nothing to say that they they can do that but i do know that they are capable of playing good baseball at some point, so why not now? You know, why not now?
0: You know, you make a really good point about there. There isn't a 2015 Dallas Keuchel on the staff, like anybody on this, and especially with McCullers, who is dead um, and will never and will. Never.
1: Uh, um, I, he's going to be back. You think he'll be back I, this season? Um, I, absolutely. I think the plan was to shelve him. He's been throwing. Um, I I think the plan was to to shelf him where we were at when the the discomfort happened, but now that we are in a uh, a race for the playoffs, I I I fully expect him to see him back in the uniform, and I, and I said the same thing about Colby, and all of a sudden he's back and he's hitting home runs and has <laughs> the best haircut in baseball. I, so that we things to, can change very very quickly. We'll
0: come back to the. Uh, right,
1: right. I had. I just. I couldn't say his name and not mention the yeah, greatness that that the, happened with that. The
0: king of Columbus, Georgia.
1: Um, God, he's so great. Um, but yeah, so
0: that's. But no. But you make a really good point about how their the pitching hasn't
1: been fantastic. We don't have an ace. We don't have. Any, I mean, we don't even have a a like a. We don't have anybody. We've got. They've three. just been guys out there throwing, and and we're. Hanging on, I, it's
0: amazing. There's three number threes, a number four, a number five, and then a, a pro- really
1: a really good number five. Bo- like I'd say, like a top tier number five. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that should like move them up to a number four or it's, I don't know how it works. <laughs> but like Fister's been great this year. Like Fister has been a. Uh, my did my voice crack? Is this puberty? Um, <laughs> Fister has been a very Low key glue that has kind of kept us afloat.
0: I think Fister, he has not been the
1: ace, but he's been the rock. Like he's that, the, exactly that's that's the yeah that's the best thing you could say.
0: He because McHugh is either he's got a four and a half ERA because he's either going to throw a shutout or give up nine runs in nine innings.
1: But I'm a, but I'm a, we know who he is and I like what's the what's the saying the. Uh, I don't know if it's about the devil. I'm just gonna make it about the devil.
0: The devil you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. The devil you know is, but it's not, that's not the saying. I'm just saying the devil you know because I like talking about Lucifer because I work. I worship the devil. I don't. I'm a very good godly man. I'm gonna say the devil you know because it applies here. But yeah, we know that McHugh can come out and go eight hitless innings, and then also give up seven. Without an out in the in the first inning, so
0: I think he's done both this season.
1: He absolutely has, but since we know that, it's okay. So like, but what Keuchel's done this year is not okay.
0: No, but
1: I and it's not okay on multiple planes. But I like knowing, like I know Mike Fires is going to come out and shit the bed sometimes, like, and that's okay. It's <laughs> baseball; you're going to get hit around. Like I get it, but when you go from not losing a game at home. And winning a Cy Young and being the best pitcher in baseball, to just a guy, and for no seemingly good reason, it's it scares the shit out of me.
0: You know there there are two things I I, I do not like to to play financials, even hypothetical financials with baseball, and it's because of two guys, and it, and one is Jose Altuve, and the other is uh, is, is Dallas Keuchel, because right. I, before Altuve signed the ridiculously the the team friendliest contract in history, you, I thought that the Astros should sign him to like a seven year forty million dollar deal, uh, similar to what Anthony Rizzo signed, and and maybe it actually turned. Now that I say that out loud, maybe that would have been sort of better, um, because Altuve is about to get paid. But I. But do you
1: care at all? It's not my money. I never care. I, I know, and see, and and that's kind of the 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 point I like to make is that people get so bit out of shape with baseball. Like, chill out. If if we want to pay somebody, it doesn't matter. Altuve deserves every penny he gets.
0: He's gonna he's gonna get it. I
1: don't care how much it is. It I don't. It doesn't matter. He gets it, and I want him in our uniform forever. And that's that's just that. I don't care if it's two hundred and fifty million dollars over I, three years. I, I do le- care, but still.
0: <laughs> I legitimately think Altuve is going to make his next contract is going to be over two hundred million dollars. I,
1: I, I absolutely. I, I would say between one eighty five and two hundred. And I
0: think I think Correa is going to is going to be over three hundred by the time he actually signs the deal
1: he signs. That's hilarious, and it's also not hilarious, but. Okay, so, but, 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 if, I also, but, but, but if you're building a, a, a team and you have, like, why wouldn't you lock up a core for, I see, I, I don't know, we, we're baseball guys, right? So we, we're we looking at the the team and what it takes to win, and I don't know what ownership and what the business side looks at. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, It's no. like
1: I don't know what the true motives are. And it's that like corporate sneaky – like Steinbrenner, as much as everybody hates him, he was like, fuck it. Here's, the, here's a blank check. I will sign anybody anytime. I'm paying. I want rings. This is the New York Yankees. Yeah, and it's it, – and, and I'm – I used to just hate that. And now I'm just like, why wouldn't you do that if you can do that? So I've changed the way I think uh, tenfold
0: because everyone knows that rings equal merchandise, and ri- you might be paying a hundred million dollars for. I, mean, I don't. I don't have a player in mind, but you might. You might misguidedly spend a hundred million dollars, but it helps you win a World Series or two in a row, and all of a sudden, everybody in the country has a hat of yours. Well,
1: and then you up like. Uh, I mean, I'm as big of an Astros fan as any, they went back-to-back World Series, and then I'm looking at, you know, $10,000 season tickets. Yeah. Like, maybe this is worthwhile. Not that it isn't now. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, oh, you're not down with them. Yes, I'm fucking down with them. I'm just broke. But, like, it... (laughs) But, like, that that brings in the people that all the real fans hate, but that's where the money's made, Mm -hmm. is when... uh, Comcast comes in and buys a you know a hundred thousand dollar block of season tickets, yeah, and hey, so you have to win to make money, and Drayton was the master of keeping everybody on the hook and making money while not he went for it i i don't know what i'm re- I guess I'm reaching right now, he no, did go for it
0: no i mean he
1: he just he just he just I think Drake... but he just fucked our future for the now, and yeah,
0: no, that's and,
1: right. And that, and then we can all be mad about that, but we can't be mad about Roger Clements, Andy Pettit, Jeff Kent, all these guys coming in. Like that's not a thing that the Astros or even Houston teams really do. Right. So we, you got to respect it a little bit.
0: No, no, I, 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 I fully, you know, uh, I
1: had. Have... Yeah, it was Florida. It was the Florida Marlin syndrome that didn't work.
0: Exactly, no, that's exactly right. Because, but, it, but the Marlins were smart enough after '97 to like to trade. unload
1: after both of their World Series. They bought, they unloaded.
0: Yeah, they traded Beckett after
1: '03. I mean, they the uh, Dontrell Willis. I mean, I, I mean, we can go down the list. All of them. I mean, they unloaded the entire team. They yeah. were. I don't know what their record was, but I, I, I want to say it was the biggest differential between a World Series team the next year. Uh, Win loss wise, I think I think that's right. Yeah, Um, and and I'm and I'm literally just making that up. It could be something that I read, or it could be something that I'm literally making up. But I don't know. I don't know how we got here.
0: But (laughs) well, I think it. I think it has.
1: But I, I don't care what we pay our guys. Like pay them whatever they want. I want a young core here, and I want them locked in, and I want the same guys, and then build the pieces around as needed. Because you have the young, you have the young guys that you can pick from, and you have you have Altuve, you have Correa, Bregman. and and Bregman. then you have Bubble Keuchel, Bubble Springer, and Bregman. Well, Bregman doesn't need to be paid for a few. I mean, he's not going to be paid for what four years? Well,
0: Correa's not going to be paid for three or four.
1: Well, see, and so that, I mean, how beautiful is that? But I think, but but that payday that almost comment. sets it up. Perfectly, because okay, so Altuve gets paid first, and then it's almost a, it's just a progression. Yeah, and and if it all falls in place correctly, then you pay them, and we're winning. And if not, then you can decide to take your franchise franchise in a different direction.
0: Yeah, and I think that that with as from a fan's perspective, and I care about payroll, and that I want to look like I know what I'm talking about when I blog. when I blog about the Astros, like every day. Um, for for me, it's it's not so much the the money; it's the years. Like if they, Yo, oh oh, a hundred percent. If they sign Colby Rasmus to like a, a a Bobby Bonilla deal, where they pay him like a million, like a two million dollars every. Every year for, until twenty, 20-
1: yeah, he's cashing a check for his Amish church rich. in two thousand and thirty-seven. <laughs> I'm gonna and like, be a, there's some deferred deal, like Bobby Bonilla's, like getting checks right now from the Mets, and, yeah, you know, and he's he, just like, hey, man, I got a new corn farm.
0: It will for the next like eleven years, like it's that that's gonna bother me, but but to
1: say that you <laughs> that's know, such a New York Mets deal, but anyway, uh, carry on. Yeah. Sorry,
0: no, it's uh you know if they if they give. If they give if they pay Rasmus, you know, three million dollars a year for the next ten years, I am going to be upset because I, I, I don't know that I feel like that's you know the the one year sixteen million dollar deal. That's a gamble I am okay with taking because Rasmus became the first player to ever take the qualifying offer. Like you either get a draft pick or you pay the hero of October, you know, sixteen million dollars for right. one season. I am okay with that decision. I-
1: uh, did you kind of feel like and i don't know what the deal is i mean he's playing so uh, i I'm, I'm assuming his ears okay but i feel like rasmus is the the kind of guy that would just keep taking one year deals at that mark and just and then he can just walk away when he wants to cuz i feel like he's close but he may not I don't think Rasmus is going to sign a four-year, five-year deal. Well, I mean, okay, let's... Anywhere.
0: Well, let's think about it this way. Like, if, if if the Astros announced last week that they'd signed Rasmus to five years and $80 million, you'd be like, what in the hell? No. Why? What? But if they do five years at $16 million a year, like... Or if they do five consecutive one year sixteen, somehow that ma- it's the mental aspect of like okay that makes it okay, or if
1: which is so stupid, right?
0: Yeah, it's the same amount of time, and, and I'm not saying that they'll. It, it, I don't know what what I'm saying. But,
1: no, 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 but, it, it's, but series, it's all it's all perception. Perception yeah, is reality, exactly. and uh, no, it makes perfect sense. A
0: series of one year deals is somewhat more palatable than saying like we're going to commit five years and 80 million even though it's the exact same time frame and the exact same amount of money like somehow it's a little bit different if it's split up into one year chunks
1: do you do you like how baseball set up or do you wish it was like the nfl where it could be like here let me give you all this money guaranteed now and then you're completely dispendable
0: no i like i like the completely guaranteed because it 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 penalizes that's how
1: it should be I mean that's that's ethical and I respect that, but at the same time, I mean, you know, you get the Mike Hampton's getting paid by like seventeen different teams at one time, <laughs> and it gets a little ridiculous.
0: But I but I also think that teams should be held accountable for the terrible decisions they make.
1: You know what? I, I never thought of it that way, and I now I'm a hundred percent on board with you. Yes, so I, I think that if you want to get, if you want to sign this stupid Beltron deal, that's you know whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm just—I just threw his name in because he's an evil piece of shit, not because there was any sort of actual deal. But if yeah, oh, I'm gonna give you the or the A Rod deal.
0: Yeah, that's a perfect example. The Yankees should he's suffer.
1: Still, he's still a Hall of Fame player that was great, cheater or not. No, but I, I love But A-Rod. he was given a lot of money, a lot of money.
0: But I, but I think if if you're willing to if you're gonna tell a player we think you're worth this much, then pay him. And and who's who's gonna. If somebody came in and are like we want to we want to give you like 17 million dollars a year for the next 10 years and we think you'll be okay through the lifetime of this contract then I'm gonna, sure great. And if and if I'm not then well the team screwed up on their valuation. So, you know, wear it. So I know I I absolutely I despise I despise the NFL and I reject its very premise. Um, because it's it's I think the NFL takes advantage of its players way more than Major League Baseball does. That that it's, it's this we're going to get we're going to give you a contract that's worth this much except it's actually worth about half this and if you get hurt then screw you you can go to hell and you'll be on some sort of 30 for 30 in 10 years and maybe you'll make, you know, some sympathy endorsements. Like I don't like that at all. So I think I I love if you think a player is worth that much then pay them and pay the price when they're not. And if they are, then awesome. It's the difference between A-Rod and Altuve that Altuve has been severely underpaid and he's got a payday coming, and the Yankees are going to have to wear the financials of the A-Rod deal for, for a while. And maybe they don't because they're the Yankees, but they should still feel shame and look stupid because of how this whole thing played off. So, I, you know... The- hey, do you, what do you think...
1: How many deals do you think that uh, are out there that aren't publicized like the Bonilla deal that are deferred like that? I, I feel like we know more, but what, you in your career, say you're, you're old at 40, right? Like,
0: yeah, Wouldn't no, you be
1: happy if you signed some mega contract, You your legs gave up out on you, and they're like, hey, we're going to do the Bonilla thing, and we're going to give you $2 million a year and – for this many years, for the rest of your life, that's like a pension. Exactly. And, like, I, I feel like more teams should do that. And then you could take the flyer on the 33-year-old that's seemingly in their prime, and if shit happens, I, I don't know.
0: I think with the bonus bonita- It's not
1: my money, and if I had lots of it, I would just throw it around. So I would be a reckless owner, so that that we can just— well, yeah, and that, but, and that there.
0: but I think I think if I was a Mets fan, I'd be like, all right, we got Bobby Bonilla, sweet. Uh, but we have to pay him for 30 years, even though it's only like, I say only, like I'm not a freaking public school teacher. But it's only, it, it's not, in baseball economics, it's not a massive amount of money. But I sort of feel like, um, all right. Now that question has played with my emotions.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it, it went a lot of different places.
0: But I think that... Um, man. <laughs> I, you know, I think, I think with the Bonilla deal, it was more about we think you're worth this this amount of money, but we need players around you that will give us flexibility. So instead of giving you $30 million right now... Let's pay it out over however many years the Bonilla deal was. So I think that—
1: I just loved how far it took to start, though. Like, it was—I mean, he hadn't played—he's 50 years old now or something. I mean, it was—like, it will start, you know, 2000 and whatever.
0: The the only thing that if I was Bobby Bonilla, the only reservation I would have is like, what if the world ends before they finish paying me? Like, like He's I good. would I would take that deal if you want to if you want to pay me and my estate, you know, if I'm a two hundred million dollar player and you want to pay me like like five million dollars over the next forty years, awesome! I like, I can make that work. Like I would do that. I would do well, that.
1: That's the to- but that's the grand old lottery question. Do you take the giant lump sum that isn't as much as you won, or do you have it – do you bet on the future, which, see, I wouldn't do because I don't trust shit. Yeah. So I would take less and give me that all that money now, and I'll put it away, and I'll deal with it, than taking the small amount incrementally over years because I don't know if you're going to be able to pay me. Man we yeah, this this got deep this is scary the astros are good again guys.
0: this podcast is real. this this is real like we're this is real talk this is hashtag real talk r i l l
1: t you got all the jokes on saturday like i i i gave you just a full there were, i don't think i answered one serious question <laughs> well, I, do you think- want do you want to take it to the Take it to the tweets. We got some. I want to. You want to lighten this up and like change the mood for everybody.
0: I want to. Th- there's something I want to address. Then I okay. want to talk about Carlos okay. Gomez. Then I want to get to the questions. Um,
1: his death. You want to address? I I love cargo. This isn't his fault. We released him. This has nothing. We can't hate him. You know that, right? No, I know. But I can That's hate – That's what sucks. I go can ahead, hate I'm the sorry.
0: Rangers. I can hate the Rangers. Oh yeah. I want to talk about how uh, we are recording live from the Taylor Buckholtz Memorial Studio. Um, <laughs> but uh, I noticed how many people talked about how they noticed how sonorous your voice was uh, on your podcast because you were recording from your end and I Say had... Say
1: sonorous again. That that just, that made me feel good. It was sonorous. It, it's, it was... Sonorous.
0: So we collectively apologize for the sound quality. Yes. We are actively taking steps and measures to improve the sound quality of Luma Time Time because we're... as. This is for real. I mean, this is you know I've got a huge bag piece in cursive that says Lima time time. Um,
1: I'm in like the Al Jazeera studios, but that's neither here <laughs> nor there. No, we. What's funny is that we uh, we both have high quality equipment, and then we just use we've been using Skype because we're in different locations. So we've recently the we're you know we're we have stuff going on. So we're not we're not audiophiles. We're not we're not these tech moguls and we're not rich you know james is changing the world one youth at a time right. on the soccer field and on in the yeah. history class yeah i'm writing bad jokes <laughs> on the on the reg um but we do have great equipment so um we have learned that there is a better way for us to uh to record the podcast so just look in future weeks for my buttery voice to uh, soothe you. And, and it won't be all Skypey because I I got to record that, that Q&A thing on Saturday directly using my microphone and my podcast equipment because I didn't have to Skype filter it. So um, I got a bunch of tweets saying, uh, why don't you do this every week? And it's like, uh, well, we don't do it like that. So just know we're working on it and you will soon – be pleasured by the <laughs> the radio voice of Pajer McClellan. That's right.
0: So, uh, so yeah, we're working on we're working on that. So we
1: um, really are, though. We're not even saying that. We're at we we almost did it today. We're we really are working on it.
0: No, we're going we're going along. Like I've got a whole bunch of crap I got to do after we get done, but I'm not going to do it uh, because this is, and, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get sentimental. Like this is very much an escape uh for me cuz crap's pretty stressful right now and i appreciate being able to vent and and not think about like real life for a little bit and talk about my favorite baseball team with uh, uh with Patrick who i who i love like a brother and care about uh, yep so um uh, screw that! Uh, that's too sappy. Uh, how about to hell with Carlos? <laughs> how about screw Carlos Gomez? <laughs> Are you-
1: well, not I can't. I, I I'm just not. I I'm not mad. We released him. He was bad here. We I knew wherever he went, he would be fine. Unfortunately, it's for the Rangers, and let's just pray he doesn't kill us.
0: Well, let's let's talk about that because. Gomez, we're going to, the Astros are going to play Carlos Gomez this weekend, and what's going to happen? Like, what is the most likely, let's talk about what is, what is statistically probable. It's here, right? And, uh, not this weekend. The, no, the, the
1: next series is. The um, next series I, is here. Maybe he, I, I think we're in his head, and he'll have flashbacks, and he'll try hard, and he'll do the overswing thing, and he won't beat us.
0: Okay. He, may, be, he
1: may play well against everybody else. I just don't. I I, uh,
0: I go back and forth between. Is, I, I, yeah. So my, I guess my, I guess it comes down to is Carlos Gomez clutch because he hit that home run in the wild card game against the Yankees. That that was pretty clutch, but every time the Astros needed Carlos Gomez to do something, he didn't do it.
1: And I don't. It, I don't think he's necessarily clutch, but I think that he is capable of coming through at at any given moment he's also capable of failing i i think he plays the same whether it's the top of the first or it's the bottom of the ninth i i think he plays one way and that's the cargo way you know what i mean like i i i don't i wouldn't call him clutch but i would call him a guy that could absolutely beat you at any time and you should be weary of that
0: so so he's not clutch, he's consistently inconsistent.
1: He's a wild card. He's just a wild card. He's a guy that can beat you That's and true. is capable of it. That's so true. You know? I mean, he's he can hit that 3-run home run. He can hit that grand slam like he did today. Or he can strike out and his helmet can fall off. Um <laughs> It got bad for him here, and I, and I feel terrible, and I think the fans were unfair to I mean, he was bad. We all agreed he was very bad here, and he agreed it. He agreed with us. He was like, I'm terrible here. He felt he felt so bad here. He felt terrible. He felt like he let the city down, the fans, his friends. I mean, Altuve, Altuve was crying when he left. Like, this is a good dude. Um, I honestly, it's going to happen, but I don't want to see him booed. When he comes back here,
0: oh, it's going to happen
1: it's going to happen, but anybody who actually follows the team closely um I don't know, I can't even say that because i I know people that are huge fans that just hate Gomez, and I don't get it and I, still, just, I just I just love the way Beltran. he plays the game, whether it's it, yeah, he was bad, there's a lot of bad babies. Adam Everett was bad
0: I <sighs> see there there are two camps. And from what I've seen in my basically from 4:30 a.m. to like 5:30 a.m. when I put together the hot links, and and that's not like I'm not bragging. Like I just wake up that early. Um, so sad. It's every day is better than the next. Uh, the okay, so the there's one camp that says Carlos Gomez now hits home runs. What is the Astros' problem? The other camp is is the one that says Carlos Gomez only hits home runs that are inconsequential because anytime he's hit a home run, the Rangers win by a hundred runs or whatever right. it is so I go I have no idea how to feel about carlos gomez like i I'm with you. I wish it would have worked out it didn't I think we all saw this coming that when he when he played in a situation. Where it was he didn't have to deal with the stress of being the deadline acquisition that carried the team to the playoffs, it would have been fine. I think if it would have been for the Red Sox, we all would have rooted for him. If it would have been for the Mets, we all would have been pretty happy if it would have been- almost
1: any other team to be honest with you um any other team that wasn't i don't know if it maybe not the Red Sox but just because they're an AL rival in the, in the, in a race. I know they're running away with the the first wild card spot, but uh, and they're like they're one game behind Toronto, so they could still win the East. Yeah. But um and it's the Red Sox. So, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how I'd feel about Gomez hitting one over the monster and having Fenway go wild. But
0: at least it's not the Red. I race. Lo-
1: I really like the dude. I I really do. And everybody saw it last year. When he came through, and even when he had his very few flashes of greatness this year, with very few, yeah. let me just clarify: very few. He was having fun, like he this big smile. The I don't know that he was a he's a good dude. Like would, that counts for something in my book.
0: Would you say that that Carlos Gomez flourishes when he is the Robin instead of the Batman?
1: Yes, I think because there was
0: in Milwaukee And we try
1: and we tried to do that too by moving him back in the lineup but there was still that thing hanging over his head and I think it got too big and overwhelming and anybody who's played baseball knows that once you're in your own head and you think you can't play anymore, you can't play anymore. And it just takes a change of scenery, guys who believe in you like Texas signing him and saying, "Hey, you're our left fielder now." That feels good, whether it's out of necessity, which it absolutely is. Um, oh, that's the division leading Texas Rangers with one of the best records in baseball. That can change your entire approach. Well, yeah. And
0: I mean, when when you get if you feel like you have to carry the team,
1: but I I feel like I don't know why he felt like he had to do that. I don't I don't think that that was ever on him. Do you? Yeah, I, I, mean, I think he needed to be a contributor, and that we had expectations of him being a good player for us but I don't I never felt that Carlos Gomez was a a superstar no it was, it was Correa taking a step up Rasmus just continuing his his tear Springer taking the next step Altuve being great Gomez just producing it, I Gomez was never a guy that was to be a star he was just a great uh, a good player on, on, a, on a good team so I uh, maybe the pressure was self-imposed.
0: I think it was self-imposed because of the timing of the transaction of the trade and because of what happened with the Mets. Like I think that that he was like he was almost a certainty to go to New York and be the center fielder for the New York Mets and carry them to the playoffs and then the Mets were like, "Wait a second, we don't think your hip is right, so we're going to back out of this." And then the Astros swoop in and were like We need you to help us get to the playoffs, and and then I I think that pressure was is underlooked. Like I think that the 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 very timing of the deadline deal, like he knew why he was acquired. Like we want you to help us get through the next two pennant races, and he never really, you know, he was always there was always Ryan Braun. You know, in, in right. Milwaukee, there he was never he was a good Robin. He's not a good Batman, and I think that because he was acquired at a deadline to a team that was actually, the, you know, when the when the Astros acquired him, they were on they had a division lead. They were going to the playoffs. Like we, you are our guy. You're yeah, the, but he yeah
1: he came in as a Batman.
0: He came in as a Batman,
1: and I don't but think then, Robin can then, handle. But being I Batman. don't think this year he was, and I don't think he was expected to be, but it was self imposed yeah hundred percent
0: absolutely I think last year last year carried over you know he got he was on a tear he got hurt and and wasn't able to produce in the way and i think I think that Carlos Gomez perfectly sums up this April that they thought they'd get off to this tear. they were the best team in the American league and they they tried to play like it so hard that they played themselves out of the game
1: uh, and, yeah i I think yeah it was a microcosm of the the entire team um and I just want to say for uh, for Carlos and and of course I will curse him and pull all the devil witchery on him if he does anything against us but I I just want uh, all the people that hated him because I defended him and you were you defended him too early on I I think we're both on the same page that he was terrible we're not saying that he was never bad but if you ever listen to a post-game interview from Carlos Gomez when he had a bad game, there was not a person on earth harder on him than he was on himself. Yeah. And he cared about the people here. He cared about the team. And he tried. He just – it didn't work. Yeah. And I think that all the people sending him hate tweets and that bullshit Houston Chronicle article, no, no. um, I, he, it just I, – I feel bad for the guy. And he's on the Rangers now, so he's not my friend, but I do respect him and I wish him the best, just not against us.
0: It's like when you're it's like when your best friend like hooks up with your ex girlfriend, like you hope that he is happy, but not with her.
1: Yeah, that, that's actually a, that's perfect.
0: So Alright, let's get to some questions um that came in yep. on Twitter. Yeah,
1: let's yeah, let's knock those out pretty quick. So, oh, how do we go forty five doing this? We got too deep on this. People are gonna be really depressed
0: (laughs) no i think they're gonna understand truth and they're gonna see
1: light they need no they need my they they need my snarky answers all right let's let's do you give real ones and i will give my personal answers
0: 13 games uh rangers and, and this could be totally out of order but i just know it's this group rangers cubs indians rangers uh how many wins do the astros need 20 plus (laughs) <laughs> In 13 games? Love it.
1: Uh well they need to play six hundred ball. I I'm dead I mean dead serious. I, I said this on the Alan Michael show. I think they need to play six hundred ball plus to make the playoffs.
0: I'm gonna get up extra early to compare September schedules among all the contenders. Please and, do. And, I'd love to see that. And try to try to kind of figure this out. Uh let's see. Are you guys? All right, we sort of touched on this. Are you guys actually upset about the Gomez home runs? That's from our buddy Naveen Kumar.
1: Yeah, great questions. Um, and I called him Naveen Naveen, I'm sorry, dude. I should have known how to pronounce your name. That was really stupid of me. Um, I could. I could be. Wrong. I, it's to be expected. I. I think, and I even tweeted this. Like, I think we all knew that he was gonna. He may not be a superstar, but. He wasn't gonna be just a dead weight in Texas. He was gonna go do something. Yeah, but it 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 just it's just it's kind of like seeing to use your girlfriend analogy. Like it's like it's like seeing a a a picture on a date on Facebook of your ex with a new dude. Yeah, if you're a guy, or vice versa, with with a new girl. If uh, you you know you know it's just eh, not good.
0: Should this is uh from Jason Thibodeau, friend of the podcast friend of Astros County should I go to the Astros versus Rangers on Saturday I no. have I have a personal opinion We um, answered this though we know don't go don't I'm I, I live closer to Dallas and I hate it but I live closer to Dallas than I do to Houston and I I went to an Astros Rangers game in Arlington uh those people are, are animals and Yep the the stadium's an animal in itself It's a pizza oven that, yep. that they play a game inside, and...
1: It's not like good brick oven pizza. It's like just a bad pizza oven. Like the the kind that your shady friend that knows a contractor got in his backyard. <laughs> like he's like, look at my new setup. And i got a pizza oven, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. That's what Arle- that's just what that stadium is. I don't even know what's called now. I don't care.
0: Who cares? My issue is that I've got to drive two hours to get there, pay the money to get tickets, pay... Seven hundred and twenty seven dollars and twenty five cents for a beer uh and then why? because the Astros have given me no reason to think otherwise, watch them lose and then drive two hours home yeah Just no pissed off no. Uh-uh. until and I've said this, and i as you' all know i'm one of the biggest Astros fans you'll ever meet in your entire life. I will not go to Arlington for an Astros Rangers game until there is a demonstrated ability to win there.
1: I 100% agree with you and that, yeah, that shouldn't affect my fandom as well. I live and die by this team. I love them. But yeah. no. Why Why would you do that? No. Don't. Why would you subject yourself to that?
0: And and like a, I almost uh, – my wife, my dear wife, um, had to basically restrain me from like going after a dude two rows behind me because he was yelling at her for wearing an Astros shirt and I that made me very mad they're um,
1: they're really- I, they're terrible I, people I shouldn't be surprised that they're awful, but I mean I touched on it a little bit but when i when I did the a t t thing when the suite, I guess they had the the suite deal with with Texas, so there were four to seven consecutive suites at minute Maid filled with obnoxious ranger fans, and they were yeah. terrible, and it was just. Like, ah, I can't even put into words. Would you? Like, I'm a nice guy. Like, I will talk. You could be in the opposite team's jersey, and I will have a normal conversation. Hey, you guys, oh, you do this well. That's great. Oh, that sucks. Let's do that. Oh, that was terrible. That was a great play. I mean, normal baseball fans can just talk. Yeah. Ranger fans aren't capable of that. They were taunting. No, they just like, the yell. Talk, taunting us in a suite. Yeah. Like we're I'm elite. Look, don't look. fucking No number one. Don't make eye don't make eye contact with me. Number one. Right. Yeah, you're in my house. Do not do that.
0: Like Rangers fans they're, and we've talked about this before. They are new money that think that they're old money.
1: But there's also like the Dallas Cowboy aspect of it that's no money and they're just bad people.
0: But they think they're they're like all pro You know, sports experts where I don't know how many times I've heard like like one of my go to jokes is like, I'm a Cowboys fan, but let me tell you what's wrong with the Golden State Warriors. Like the like Dallas, apparently Dallas fans think they are the I guess it's Skip Bayless syndrome. Like they think they should be able to comment on whatever they want to comment. And I think most everybody thinks, you know, there's some topics that I'm not going to comment about because I don't I don't know enough about the subject.
1: That's dead on. That's so dead on. That's exactly what they do. Even And I hate to use this example because of who it is, but Stephen A. Smith had a great rant on how Dallas Cowboy fans, who are also Texas Ranger fans, are the most delusional people in all of sports. And it's it's true. And I just hate that they got just a tiny little taste of winning, And then now that they're this, they use that Dallas elitist thing. Yeah, and fuck them, man.
0: It'd be like, hey, congratulations! You lost two World Series. We as Astros fans only lost
1: one. And I just hate how they own. They really do own us, though. So we can't say shit. Yeah, and and that's what hurts the most. What hurts the most is me singing Rascal Flatts on a podcast. (laughs) So I don't know why I did that.
0: I will say that i I met Stephen a Smith at at DFW so it was like a perfect hey, James Yasko! it was a perfect storm of hatred and and I went up at a Starbucks uh, and I don't know what terminal it was but it was probably Southwest because you know whatever but but I went up to him and I was like hey um and, and this is a quote unquote I was like I sort of hate everything that you stand for but I appreciate that you take a stand huh and no, he, that's that's true and he goes he's like and, and, he, and the Stephen A. Smith, like, Crab Rangoon, things of that nature, which is the greatest tweet of all time. He was like, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. I appreciate you listening, you following along, things of, that, things of that nature. He might not have said that, but I just attribute
1: things. But just think to- of how many, like, people just attack him for no fucking reason. It's like.
0: No, there's a good reason. Like, he's
1: not a person. Like, you, I don't agree with a lot of people on a lot of things, but I'm not going to treat you or talk shit to you because I don't agree with you. And that's what I hate so much about society right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that, like, the whole world has become, like, an internet thread.
0: It's a walking take. It's like,
1: you don't get to just talk shit to me because I do- disagree with you politically. Just, I'm a normal guy. Yeah. Like, we're still the same. Like, I'm about to order this double cheeseburger. Like, it's not... <laughs> I I just hate it, man. It's... That's a whole different thing. We can do a whole... We can do it... In the off-season, we can we can take it into... Uh, into deep shit. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh yeah, D-
1: read more shit because I gotta I go watch Mr. Mr Robot. You're fucking this up for me.
0: All right, sweet. Uh, DK DeBerry, what route will the championship parade take through Houston this year and how many people will show up? S-
1: South Maine. Just it's just gonna go all the way up from ninety from Sugarland all the way up. Uh <laughs> past past NRG, just into downtown. Just all just Maine.
0: Oh, I wanted to come through Waco, but I hope I hope that it goes through Dallas. I I wanted to go through.
1: Ah, that's a good yeah. Just go down like Mockingbird Lane. Go go down Dealey Plaza and make a JFK connection, and then we'll have a celebration in Highland Park (laughs) at Cole Hamill's house. You fucking bitch, (laughs) Frosty. That was very unnecessary, but uh, he's the only one that brings it out of me, and I hate. I'm sorry. That's
0: a, that's, I actually have that. like I hate him
1: so much. It's, and it's, and I, it had nothing to do with his wife. I mean, his wife is terrible, but I wouldn't call her that. He's the one that I'm talking to. Yes. But they're, but they also are a tandem.
0: No, that's true. I hope he is the bottom. Um, But I, I also, he's, he's the subject of, of an off-season topic where we can talk about the players we hate. Um, Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Eric Perkins, Coach E Perk, what would you spend to make Valbuena stick around? Are you interested in Valbuena?
1: I am cautiously intrigued. Okay. If I can get Valbuena at a value price, to where there's no uh, risk. I, I mean, I that, that's a tough one for me because he was great this year. But I also know who he is as a player. Yeah. So like I'm not completely done with him, but I also don't want to invest in him. Yeah. So I if there was a happy medium there, uh I'm not I'm not opposed to finding a uh some sort of a compromise there. I don't know. What do you feel about it? I mean, if he hit I mean if maybe he can hit now. <laughs> but it would be. It would I mean, be, he was hitting. So I mean, it's you can't say that he wasn't hitting. He was great.
0: Here's the thing: if but if, he, if the Astros yeah. let Valbuena walk, and he is the player that he was for like what eight weeks, and he right. he's been in the majors for six years. That's the thing. It's a it's a Chris Davis like Jose Bautista the you know the the J D Martinez the Astros gave him a shot. He showed flashes. The
1: anomaly, where it's the, just like he showed flashes but never did anything and then goes, and, oh, he is that player now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or, I don't think he is, though, do you?
0: His swing was so sweet before he got hurt.
1: James, it really was. It really was. But we've also watched him for, I watched him hit. What was it 25 home runs before the all-star break and then like barely do anything and have a few clutch hits late in the season last year yeah um i mean he's looked at as bad at the plate as anybody but like i said he was playing great this year and i'm not opposed to i, I don't know with all the young guys and everything that's happening i, th- I think that plays a role in it all right let's let's uh,
0: Let's think about third base options and where Valbuena.
1: Alex Bregman be- is the third baseman, right?
0: He's he's got to be the third baseman. He's he's too fucking good. So that means, and he's too young, and he's too cheap. With all these paydays coming, you're right. You're so taking, you can't. So you Valbuena is a great DH option, or is Gurriel? You've already committed forty what forty seven million dollars to. I think Gurriel
1: forward? plays left field.
0: So you think Rasmus is out after this year? Farewell, bon voyage.
1: Well, okay, well, okay, let's see. Okay, so.
0: There's too many players for too few positions.
1: Well, where would you, I mean. All right, all right, let's do this. Put the, Rasmus
0: back in center field. Hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, let me do this. And this is totally unscripted. We did not talk about this at all, but we're going to do a rapid-fire response. You ready? God
1: damn it. I'm so scared.
0: <laughs> Third base, uh, Bregman or Gurriel? Bregman. Left field, uh, Rasmus or Gurriel? <sighs> Quicker. 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 Rasmus. You said Rasmus over Gurriel. Center right. field, Teoscar Hernandez or Guriel? Gurriel. Gurriel. Right field, Springer or Teoscar Hernandez. Springer. Okay, first base, uh, Valbuena or Reed. Valbuena. Yeah. DH, uh, Gurriel or Reed. Gurriel. So Reed has n- all right. Based on uh, that, R-
1: Reed has given me nothing. I I have no and I, and I'm not done on him. He's just given me nothing. So, um. And I, I love Teoscar Hernandez, and that was no slight on him. And I'm trying to think. And wh- wh- what about Marwin? What's Marwin's deal?
0: I think Marwin is
1: the, is the just, guy. He just stays as Billy Spires?
0: He's the guy that plays wherever you need. He's
1: amazing. I, I, I think that the whole fan base needs to respect him as a hero of Astro's lore. Well it's and, and yeah. that like that you and I, when we're old, we'll talk about Marwin Gonzalez. The guy is incredible in, in what he does and playing so great at different positions. He really is. His legend. and yet, yes, he he doesn't know how to run the base path and steps on the base wrong a lot. <laughs> um, but honestly, he's he's one of the best platoon players I've watched. His at, leg- at, at so many different positions and then produced offensively.
0: His legend starts with breaking up uh, Hugh Darvish's perfect game. Um, that's where it started. And that would have broke
1: my soul if he didn't do that. Somehow. And, like, so many times I've been close to my soul being broken, and, like, that would have been one of the ones that did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, somehow Marwin's legend has grown since then. Like, he's... He's what you want out of a utility player. Like He's so
1: good, He play, but he's so good at everywhere he plays. So, like, oh, oh, he's spot starting at second because Altuve needs a day off. He's He makes a diving backhanded stop at third when he spot starts. He's in left field. He DHs. He, he's just a ball player, and I respect that so much, and I love Marvin Gonzalez. He's a guy – I might even get a Marvin Gonzalez jersey just to have – it's a, to, it's a, to, to keep with my Hank Conger jersey, <laughs> it's not pretty, that they're the same. They're different. They're they're different. Hank Conger is a lore, a guy that I will never forget for what he did for me in 2015. Yeah, it, but not on the field, just as a person. Yeah, and for he just changed the way. Like I got a happy for baseball again because of Hank Conger. No, I, so yeah, I I agree. But he, but Marwin Gonzalez produces, and he and he's yeah. So, we need to respect what he's doing and not just like dismiss what he what he is no, I agree,
0: totally agree with
1: that uh so yeah nice yeah, nice spitfire. what do we have we need to wrap this up
0: yeah, I think we're done we're not, we're out of um,
1: i i i I got a question from a a suspect lady uh at full of Britt, brit, brit Vosicek. who is your favorite girlfriend and what is so great about her? well, Britt Vosicek would be my favorite girlfriend because she is my girlfriend. And uh what's so great about her? Well, she tweets questions into my podcast. Yep. I, and is puts up with me. That that would be my my two best answers. Um and just because I love her dearly, she is a fantastic comedian and producer of shows. So anybody who listens in the city of Houston um September second, which seems to be pretty soon i don't know when that is when september second i don't know that is Friday yeah, I did know i was just i was just uh, i was just playing stuff I
0: screwed it up i'm sorry
1: uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. It's all good at the rec room, which is a new, awesome spot that is off Jackson Street, right by the stadium um she's doing a live comedy show and podcast. And it's just $5 at 10 p.m. Um, so September 2nd, right there. It's called The Rec Room. Look it up. It's great. Uh, follow her. If you follow at Full of Brit, you can find that. September 17th, she does a thing called the Sell Your Body Show, which sounds awesome. So go <laughs> to it. Also at The Rec Room, 10 p.m. And then uh, I'm just going to read her schedule out for the month because why not? Because this is what I do. Yeah. September twenty third, uh at the Calico Room. It's comedy night at Traffic Traffic Premium Lounge. If you haven't gone to Traffic, it's one of the best comedy rooms in the city. So Houston fans, like support comedy too. Yeah. And then October first, one time only show at also at the rec room at ten PM at ten at for ten dollars. So hit me up if you have any questions on the schedule. Um I've got a few shows coming up. I will let you in on that. Britt and I are doing some cool stuff. So and for anybody who's interested in comedy, especially if the Astros are out of it and you need something to just ease your mind, we would love to help you with that.
0: And I, and I will say that, that Patrick and Britt and I are all friends on Facebook, which is the most sincere form of friendship. Yeah. Um, but but she, is, she is very funny. And I, and I very much appreciate uh, her sense of humor. So She's okay. She, she's really funny. There you go. Thanks good
1: so that was a sh- but she did tweet that into layman time time though so that was it was sh- it was a shameless plug but it it was legitimate as well yeah no because it came in the feed so i had to read it like c- i could not read it
0: no no you no, you're morally obligated to read that
1: but see uh, no i'm not i'm just like a nice person that i did it but yeah. i'm not morally obligated you're kind of a bad boy i am i am i'm the bad boy of uh soundcloud <laughs>
0: But one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole.
1: It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's plate, put your ticket
0: stuff, from any Astros game.
1: Casa Ole, fresh.